This podcast is brought to you by Florida Vision Technology. Florida Vision Technology presents Zoom With Us, featuring special guest Jordan from Insight. Hey guys, welcome to Zoom With Us. My name is Jose. I'm live in Fort Lauderdale at the Florida Vision Technology headquarters. Today we're going to be talking about a device called Insight. It's a wearable magnifier that people who are low vision are able to use. Uh, I have my friend with me, Jordan from eSight. Um, he's going to talk about himself and give some information about the product and do a little demonstration. Jordan, how are you? I'm doing well this morning. How about you, Jose? Pretty good, man. You know, all things considered. So tell me a little bit about yourself and, and eSight, if you don't mind. For sure. So uh, my name is Jordan. Uh, I work at eSight Eyewear, maker of electronic glasses for those who are visually impaired and partially sighted. Been with eSight for about two and a half years. And I am one of our eSight technicians that trains other individuals on how to use the device. And I love joining on for these kinds of presentations because I get to share the wealth of knowledge that I've learned over time with eSight uh, to those who are in need. Um, as for eSight, I do have a little presentation prepared. So you let me know and we'll go ahead and start sharing that presentation and walk through what eSight really is. Awesome. Okay. So before we do that, let me just go ahead and disable something real quick. All right. All right. Cool. We're ready to go, Jordan. You got the floor. Awesome. So uh, welcome everyone. I uh, hope everyone's doing well this morning. Um, have a little presentation for us to go through what eSight is. Um, first thing, uh, before we talk anything about the actual technology itself, we always like to give an understanding of how we came to be. Um, eSight was founded by Conrad Lewis. Uh, who was essentially an electrical engineer who had two legally blind sisters and said, if we can put a man on the moon, uh, we should be able to help my two legally blind sisters see. Um, they both had Stargardt's disease, mainly central vision loss, and through about seven years of research and development, uh, developed a prototype of a wearable device that can assist his two sisters. And then through clinical trials and improvements, all the way to the day we are now, uh, we've already on our third generation of the product uh, with more power, more enabled mobility, um, and the ability to go ahead and hopefully help more individuals see. Um, it has been featured as Time Magazine's best invention, one of the best inventions of 2017. So we're pretty proud on where we've come to uh, since those days back in the late 2000s. Wow. Now, the device itself um, has a few different pieces that are pretty important uh, to its actual wearability. Um, first things first, um, it essentially works with a high-powered camera in the front that captures the image in front of the user's eye and then translates that through a set of prisms and algorithms that tricks the user's eye to thinking they're looking at something much, much closer. Beyond that, they're able to zoom in 24 times, change contrast modes, and a variety of other different pieces. Um, the most important piece of eSight, which we'll show you in a little bit, is actually the ability to remain mobile um, with it. Many of the other devices out on the market 
actually cover your peripheral vision. And since this is a central vision enhancer, we've actually enabled the bioptic tilt on the device, which actually allows for use of your peripheral vision. Um, this coupled with the algorithms allows people to have all of their devices put into one. So the idea was really to take everything that has ever come to be, whether it is a white cane, a magnifier, a CCTV, and embed it into one device that is head mounted and mobile. Nice. Yeah. So um, really that, that's how it works. And I do have it over here and we're going to show in a sec, but um, it captures it right onto two OLED screens um, right in front of that user's eye. And those algorithms really, really just do wonders for so many different people. And I do mention central vision loss as the main proponent of it because the way that PRISM uh, enables sight, it actually allows for more information to get to the back of the macula that may be damaged. So if you have things like macular degeneration, Stargardt's disease, and other eye conditions such as ocular albinism, nystagmus, optic atrophies, uh, these are the main conditions that usually get help with eSight um, just because of the way the eye has been damaged and the connection between the eye and the brain altogether. Wow. Uh, Jordan, if you don't mind, before you get into a little more details about the product, can you go ahead and give like a physical description of the product for people like myself who might be uh, low vision, uh, whether they're a TVI, uh, a counselor, or just a, a user, uh, and they can't see the screen very well? Can you give like a little physical description of what the device looks like? For sure. So I'm going to hold it up as well for those who can see. Uh, but in terms of physical description, I'm actually going to turn off my background here because I see uh, that it's not necessarily giving me the best picture of my white on white background here. <laughs> Give me one sec. I'll change it to just my, my, my room over here. Um, but I have my eSight here in front of me. It comes in three main parts. Uh, the first part is the controller. The controller is about a six inch long uh, remote TV controller with buttons on the front that are clickable, buttons on both sides that are clickable and rollable or scrollable as well as a flap on top that allows for charging, SD card, and HDMI input. This holder, probably this uh, controller probably weighs just under a pound uh, and remains in the user's hand most of the time to go ahead and make adjustments. It is then tethered via a wire uh, that's probably about, I want to say, two and a half to three feet long to the headset. The headset is very similar to a uh, Star Trek-like glasses. Um, they are uh, basically a larger set of electronic glasses, um, probably about two inches or two and a half inches thick with computer processing uh, in the front um, and throughout, as well as an underside that hosts the prisms that I was mentioning before. Um, and then additionally, the last part is a set of frames that are detachable um, so that clients who need distance prescriptions uh, can get this involved right into their device. Uh, the last piece that is on here for adjustments, uh, there is a forehead band strap attached to the top of the headset, as well as a back strap that goes around for added comfort and all day wearability. Nice. I think I did that okay. That was really good, that was really good. That was really good, I was able to picture it in my head. Very good. Awesome. Um, so I'm just going to go ahead and continue on uh, just about those main eye conditions. Um, just because we've listed uh, over here 
macular degeneration, Stargardt's diabetic retinopathy, the one thing we always say at eSight is you have to try it to know if it's going to help you. Um, as much as people come and tell us they have retinitis pigmentosa or peripheral vision loss, uh, a lot of times they still can gain benefit from eSight uh, depending on what their eyes are actually doing for them. Every eye is like a fingerprint, so you don't know until you try with our device. Yeah. Um, the next piece I just want to share is as much as we can say it benefits, it benefits, it benefits. Um, one thing that we took upon ourselves was clinically validating the device. Um, and on this slide here, it presents uh, a lot of information, but essentially with eSight through a set of clinical trials called eQuest, um, what we were able to uh, accomplish with about 81 different users from all different eye conditions and categories, uh, on average, there was about a seven line improvement in distance acuity. There was also a 12 letter contrast improvement. So when looking at different types of contrast uh, all the way from the top to the bottom of the page, um, we were able to get 12 letters of improvement. And then 100% mobility retained, uh, as mentioned before, the bioptic tilt allows for peripheral vision uh, use so that clients can go ahead and walk around accordingly. Um, this study was called eQuest uh, and it was published in Optometry and Vision Science Journal uh, in September of 2018. So we really wanted to take it that extra step uh, compared to some of our uh, other devices on the market that can absolutely do wonders for many people, uh, but we wanted to find a way to prove it scientifically that our device is helping uh, so many people with low vision altogether. Wow. Um, just a, a few little testimonials just about the study. Uh, we worked with John Hopkins University, the Baskin Palmer Eye Institute, um, University Health Network, and uh, the uh, Kellogg Eye Center. Um, and there are a few quotes on the page here. Um, the only one that, that I'm going to read here is uh, from Dr. Robert Deveni, who is a vitriol retinal surgeon. And he specifically stated that eSight is the only technology of its kind anywhere in the world that can let my visually impaired patients see. Um, that's what uh, I, I've been with him a, a few times myself, um, and he has had countless of uh, patients that have come through the doors that he had turned away 15 or 20 years ago, asking them to come back to try eSight again um, to see what kind of benefit they could go ahead and receive with the device. So uh, just some real great components, uh, but it all comes down to the client wanting and willing to try something new, um, which is always, always difficult and a challenge because there's so many things out there that haven't worked before. Um, and, you know, we really just urge people to try it, uh, you know, with their, with their local representatives wherever they can. Nice. So let me ask you a question. Since we're on the, the topic about clients and testimonials, mm -hmm. um, a lot of our users are either in some type of professional setting or there's some, you know, they're, they're, they're studying uh, their education. Um, what, what do you find a lot of people who are using eSight, the, what are they using it for exactly? Yeah, really great question. Um, and this, is not, this was not scripted because I, I didn't share with my presentation beforehand. Um, a lot of people are using it for the workplace. Um, this next slide that I have over here is explaining that there are people who have returned back to work, or mm -hmm. returned back to their hobbies. So say painting, um, uh, woodworking, um, you know, anything with their hands that uh, they may need. Um, and a lot of clients of ours are students uh, trying to um, just get a little bit better understanding of what they can do in a school setting. So instead of being, instead of needing to sit at the front of the classroom, 
Um, we have students calling us saying, I was able to sit at the back of the classroom. Um, I was able to, you know, follow along with the presentation uh, no matter where I was sitting. And one of my favorite memories uh, when it comes to uh, classroom work, um, our device has an SD card where you can take pictures and store them for later. Uh, and I was actually um, tasked with writing a letter for a student explaining to the professor that without the SD card, we cannot save images. So please allow them to write this test with their eSight uh, mm -hmm. without the SD card so that they aren't being, aren't potentially cheating of any yeah. kind. <laughs> um, and then in terms of other people, you know, we're, this one specifically in working age and professionals, a lot of people use it there. Um, on top of that, we have elder, you know, with, with eye conditions being, uh, you know, really, really on the curve for people who are um, into their 60s and 70s and 80s. Lots mm -hmm. of people returning to just the basics, being able to write their checks and do their finances, uh, being able to cook and go around the house. Um, and the most important one, at least in my books, um, is the facial recognition improvement, being able to see yeah, a, child a grandchild's face, yeah. a dog's face, um, you know, being able to look into the yard or at a park uh, or at a baseball game and see anything they want around them. Um, that's really where the, the majority of our users say that, wow. you know, that eSight's changed their life. Yeah. So let me ask you this, though. Um, so in, in the case of a student, like what's the youngest that you're seeing? Because we know now that, you know, people in their 50s, 60s and older are using the product. Uh, students, like what, what's the youngest that you've seen? Yeah, the youngest that I've seen um, successfully use the device is about five years old. They were wow. a very mature five year old. Um, they, and luckily, they had a large enough head for eSight to fit on. <laughs> um, I would say most people, you know, most of our students are in that 10 to 21 range, yeah. um, you know, they're, they're younger students who are um, at visually at schools for the visually impaired and blind um, mm -hmm. that are excited to bring their device to school. Uh, they are college students really excited to get that next step and that next level um, of education and feel that they can accomplish anything either, you know, in, in a shorter amount of time or be able to really follow along with everyone else. Wow. Very cool. Yeah, um, I, I think that's a, you know, one of the most important pieces is finding the people who are confident and comfortable um, trying new technologies. And, you know, one of the stats that has always jumped out to me um, is that uh, 38, I think it's 38, between 38 and 40% of visually impaired people when they first learn about their visual impairment actually don't tell people for fear of losing a job for fear of uh, being ostracized um, in any which way. And I, I really look to that other 60% that is willing to take that leaps and bound to try and, and help them because, uh, you know, I, I'm sighted myself. Um, and if my mother or father or grandparent um, were in any way, shape or form, either with vision loss or hearing loss, um, or any other kind of sensory loss, uh, it'd be important for us to really go and get whatever they needed um, to help them live a better life. Wow. Yeah. I'm going to guess that, you know, since the user base is anywhere from 10 to 60 years old plus, uh, the ease of use, how, how is that? Yeah. Um, really great question. Uh, I mean, Jose, you're, you're chock full of them today. Um, <laughs> but uh, the ease of use, uh, I mean, the device is pretty easy to use. Uh, there are some main controls. Um, one thing that uh, we have as much as um, as much as they can get support, as much as clients can get support from their local representatives. We also have an entire team of eSight users who are called coaches, 
that train individuals on how to use the device. So even if you are struggling, even if you are needing that extra bit of help, um, we can go ahead and get that assistance for whoever needs it. Um, I'm going to do a product demonstration in a little bit just to show you how easy it is to use. Um, and I know you and I have worked with it um, even just a few times. I think everyone will get a good kick out of understanding what the powers of eSight are. Awesome. Let's do it. Yeah. So let's get into our product demonstration. So I'm just going to quickly change my screens here. Um, so I'm going to get the eSight fitted uh, just like I was doing before. One thing to mention um, when fitting the device for so many different people, um, the piece that adjusts are the prisms that are on the underside of the device um, near the front of the camera. Um, and these prisms, again, allow for more information to go right to the brain um, and through the eye and get a little bit more information to the back of the macula. So I'm just fitting myself with the device right now. And I have my screen share here. So I'm just looking at my desktop uh, all together. Um, so uh, on my controller over here, um, some main buttons. We're going to go through probably four buttons and maybe some menus as well. Um, and I'll try my best. I don't have too much in my home office here, but I grabbed a couple of pieces of uh, mail so we can look at, at reading. Uh, my license is due for registration again. So uh, that'll be good to, to read through. Yeah. So for those of you who are low vision, who are watching this, I mean, he's going to be showing you exactly what his eSight is seeing. So on the screen, you're going to see exactly what the user would be seeing when they're wearing the device itself. Exactly. And I'm just going to make this a little bit larger over here, just so it's most of my desktop. So the first button we always like to teach and show um, is the zoom dial. The zoom dial is on the top left of the controller. And just like it's states, it controls the zoom. We're able to magnify little by little up to 24 times. So right now I'm zooming in right on Jose's face on <laughs> zoom right here. And I'm looking right at his little uh, name in the bottom left corner. Um, there's ways to make this less gradual and more rapid on the zoom. Um, additionally, very similar to CCTVs, we have the spot zoom feature. The spot zoom feature, when you click into the zoom dial, actually gives you a sense of where you've zoomed into with a small black box, and you can return simply by releasing that button. Um, really helpful from what I understand and from what people have told me, say being at an airport, which none of us are at right now, um, but looking in and zooming in on one sign, um, instead of having to zoom all the way back out to see that next sign that's potentially right beside it, you can simply use that spot zoom feature, click and hold, and return back to where it was. The next button I want to show that we show most people as well is our contrast dial. So I have my little service Ontario, because uh, I am Canadian, about my renewal of my driver's license. Um, and as you can see, when I go to roll the contrast dial, which is on the top right of the device, um, I'm getting more and less contrast uh, as I roll. Additionally, um, we have seven different contrast options available to us. So we are able to actually change it, as I did right now, to black on white, white on black, black on yellow, blue on white, blue on yellow, yellow on blue, and then a grayscale. And what this allows us to do additionally when we roll is make the foreground more apparent 
or make the background more apparent. So right now I'm just zooming in. Uh, and as you can see, it's a fairly clear image uh, altogether. Um, depending on how much contrast I give, some of the letters begin to blur into each other, but there is that definite sweet spot of contrast that we can find. Um, from all of the user research we've done, the blacks and the whites, really helpful for those with macular degeneration and diabetic retinopathy. The blues and the yellows, depending on if you have nystagmus, ocular albinism, or different optic atrophies, uh, you are able to get a little bit more benefit, obviously depending on the individual. All right, the next button that I'm gonna show, and I'll probably bring back up my Service Ontario one more time, is the focus dial. Now the focus dial, uh, eSight has two infrared sensors in the front of the device, and this allows for auto-focusing altogether. Um, with the auto-focusing, uh, you may still need to do some fine-tuning. Our focus dial allows for that. It is on the bottom right-hand side, just below the contrast dial, and it allows for a sharper image to uh, occur. So um, right now, I'm going to bring it out of focus by rolling that dial quite a bit. And maybe I'll just change it to a different contra uh, to a different focus mode. So right now, I have a very unclear image. Um, what I can do is then bring it back into focus with that fine tuning mechanism and see exactly what is on my page here. Uh, the bigger difference with that focus dial um, allows you to fine tune, especially when you've zoomed in far on uh, anything either at a distance or up close. Um, we do have three different focus options. So you'll see on my screen, uh, and I'll explain, on the right side of the screen, always when flashing up, um, there is the autofocus. There's three different buttons. Um, one says AF with a line through it, which would be our manual focus mode. One says uh, two little triangles, which means our distance focus mode. And then we have our AF, which is our autofocus mode um, and allows for most of the time focusing within 10 feet. Um, the distance focus, as, as, is, as is described, um, anything beyond 10 feet, you'll want to pop into distance focus mode um, as best as possible to allow for the sensors to read at a distance. Um, best use for that, uh, if people are walking in front of you at a concert and you want to stay uh, focused at the concert that's in front of you, you would go ahead and use that distance focus mode. Those three buttons are, are really the, the bread and butter of eSight. Um, those three are the ones that we teach each and every individual uh, and want them to master before moving on to anything else. Um, the next two buttons I want to show are on the front of the controller. There is a small cross or very similar if you think about it to a clock. And we indicate that by the 12 o'clock, 9 o'clock, 6 o'clock, and 3 o'clock buttons. The two that we most use are the 12 o'clock and 9 o'clock. And the 12 o'clock button essentially resets back to our one times magnification, autofocus, and normal contrast. Um, really helpful for if you've zoomed in too far on something, you've changed the contrast modes to something that you cannot recognize, and the picture is out of focus, um, simply clicking the home button or the 12 o'clock button allows for everything to be reset back to our normal settings. Uh, one of the most helpful tools for most people starting out with eSight, but also those that change distances or change settings quite frequently. The last button that we usually teach uh, on initial calls is the pause button, which is one of my favorites. 
the pause button is the nine o'clock button and it does exactly what it says. It pauses the picture frame in front of you. So if I go ahead and look down at my card here and take a picture, what I'm able to do is this picture is now frozen no matter where I move. I'm now able to zoom in on the picture and look around as needed by panning around the image with my head. Think of your head almost as a, as a gyroscope, which is really, really fun. Yeah, um, yeah. You can zoom in and then also change the contrast uh, to go ahead and see more clearly. Um, the part that I find this most helpful for, for most clients is reading the newspaper, reading paragraphs. Um, instead of using your head like a typewriter all the time and having to zoom in one letter or one word at a time, taking a picture, a uh, little bit zoomed in and then continuously zooming in with that pause uh, really allows for more control and more usage to understand how much benefit you can really get at a distance. Wow. Very cool stuff. Uh, I'm guessing with that picture that you just took, that freeze image, you're able to save that as well to the SD card? Uh, you are able to save as the SD card. That's correct. So anytime you do take a picture, so for example, if I take a picture of our screen right here, um, on the middle left side, so just under the zoom dial, um, we're actually able to hit a small circular button um, and that actually saves it to the memory card that can be accessed for later through the menu, which I'm going to show very shortly. Um, really helpful with the saving pictures. Most people take pictures of memories, um, but we have some working age adults that will take pictures of, you know, documents at their workplace. Um, so that they can sit more comfortably in their chairs, but also read it when they're on the subway or read it yeah. when they're commuting um, yeah. altogether. I mean, I'm thinking people are using it for like PowerPoint presentations, you know, so they could take notes and just get that still image saved to the SD card. Uh, you know, if a student's in a classroom and they're watching the teacher write notes on the whiteboard in the front of the classroom, they could go ahead and take a picture of the notes and save that to the SD card. I mean, there's so many different applications that come to mind for that. Absolutely. Um, one of the pieces that I'm going to show now uh, actually doesn't have to do with any of the buttons on the device, uh, but it is what I was mentioning before, and that's the bioptic tilt. So on the sides of the device, they are temple arms, and there is a pivot point that allows for the user to simply lift the glasses up so that they can use their native peripheral vision. And what I've done right now is I've lifted up the device. Um, on my shared screen, it's just looking up into the ceiling. Um, but for me, I'm able to use my natural peripheral vision uh, and look around and either make eye contact with someone I'm speaking to um, or do something that I'm used to doing just with my hands. Um, the other piece of the bioptic tilt that we're able to, to accomplish is the partial uh, or the halfway tilted position. What this allows for is I'm still using my native peripheral vision to look underneath and look at my computer screen, but when I want to, I can look up and see, you know, there's the lamp off into the distance um, just because I'm looking up and then I can look back down at my computer. So really helpful for being able to walk around and look at street signs because I'm using my native yeah. peripheral and being safe, but oh, then yeah. looking up and zooming in to say, oh, making sure I'm going on, you know, first street or second street before I make my next right turn. Very cool. And then you were asking before, I'm just going to pop open the menus. Uh, lots of other functionality. I don't want to get too far into it. Um, but there is a main menu by clicking on the center button in the middle of the uh, cross. There's a small black button similar to a Blackberry trackpad that allows us to open the menu and change settings accordingly. 
Um, one really neat thing about the menu is that you're able to actually increase the font size as needed uh, for your vision or decrease it as needed. And now the three things I'm gonna show in here, the very first one is going to be pictures because we took a picture before. Um, you can access the picture menu very simply through here and take a look at the previous pictures. So now on the screen is a picture I took of our desktop and Jose looking uh, excellent in his blue shirt. Um, and you can scroll through other images as well, delete, save, et cetera. Um, going back into the menu, um, we're able to go ahead and see a few other pieces here. Now, one that I find really helpful um, to get started with uh, is our setup menu. There's a lot of different preferences available, but we do have a narrator available um, for those that have extremely low vision but still gain benefit from eSight. Uh, a lot of the times the narrator is helpful. So simply going through our setup into our preferences um, and turning on, I'm gonna turn it on just for a minute, just so you can hear uh, our narrator. Um, what we're able to do with our narration, just flipping it on. Oh, and were you able to hear that? Yeah, and I use that a lot when I'm when I'm meeting with clients due to the fact my vision is so low, I I I don't benefit off the product myself. Mm -hmm. But when I'm doing demonstrations, I'll turn that on, and then I'm able to follow what the client's doing because I can hear it speak all the different menus, the magnification levels, color contrast. Really useful, really useful feature. Exactly. Yeah, really helpful for for exactly that. Um, a lot of times people learn with it first and then turn it off later uh, for some uh, for, for people who um, are just learning to get started. So I'm going to turn it off for now. The last piece I want to show, which I'm not going to plug in just because of the way I have my system drawn up, um, but at the very, very top, uh, we have our view. And this is where a lot of our users get the most benefit. Um, currently is selected as the camera, meaning eSight's camera is what's being used. If someone was so inclined, which a lot of people are, you're actually able to plug in directly to an HDMI port um, that we provide where you can plug into say a television or a computer monitor uh, and be able to have that screen displayed directly on your eSight. Um, wow. So for example, uh, most of our clients love watching television, but they need to sit, sit in their quote unquote special chairs or just listen to the television um, with eSight we actually provide a 15 foot HDMI cable and a cable splitter that allows them to watch TV on the couch or on the bed with their loved ones wow. um, all the way back and have that image displayed on their screen. They're also able to, if they'd like, have the sound and audio come out of the eSight. Um, so if they wanted to just say, sit and watch Netflix, sit and watch the news, they're able to plug in directly to that video feed. Um, for our working age adults uh, that use a computer at work, most people will plug in directly because it's a much clearer image directly on the eSight and then work uh, however they'd like, whether it's typing or spreadsheets or whatever it may be because the image is directly on the screens in front of them. That's super cool. <laughs> yeah. That's a really cool feature. Yeah. So um, I would say that's, that's the basics um, of eSight. I, I think that really captures um, at least what can be possible. Um, but I always say what can be possible is up to our users. Uh, we've had users that have done just about everything with eSight from golfing to, uh, I wanna say, well, 
I should be careful with saying, but one of them went skydiving. We told them that no North insurance would cover it, uh, but we've had people do just about anything and everything. Um, it's the little things in life that we hear about the most often, uh, but it really comes to trying it out with their local people's local representatives um, and getting the support they need to understand how it's going to fit in with their lifestyle. Wow. That's awesome. That's super cool. I mean, I mean, do you just, you know, giving those examples right there is just making so many ideas run through my head where I know people who, you know, would, would benefit off of that. Very good stuff, Jordan. Very good stuff. And I think um, you tell me, Jose, I I think uh, that's probably the end of, of what I have in terms of product demonstration. If you'd like me to keep screen sharing, that's great. If you want to just show our faces, you let me know. Um, yeah, well, I mean, we could go back and forth as, you know, if someone has a question uh, sure. for Jordan or myself and he, you know, uh, whether it's something we can answer uh, verbally or it's something that he can show you uh, visually so through the e-site itself, um, that'd be pretty awesome. Um, so uh, does anybody have any questions for Jordan? If you do, raise your hand, type it in the chat, um, and we'll, we'll go ahead and get that answered for you. But yeah, that was, that was super cool demo, man. Thank really you. Good. Been, been trying to find a way to be remote as best as possible um, and, and show people what it can do. Uh, I've had a, several remote trainings already, um, yeah. but this is my first webinar, so pretty excited that yeah. uh, I was able yeah, to do the really full screen good. share and help out. It was spot on. So we'll just wait a few more minutes to see if anybody has any questions. If you do have a question, raise your hand. We'll unmute you. That way you could verbally ask it. If you're shy and you just want to type it into the chat, that's also okay. We'll go ahead and get that answered for you. Don't be shy. (laughs) Okay. All right. Well, since nobody has any questions, I mean, if you do have any questions that you might not have now, um, you're more than welcome to email us at headquarters at floridareading.com. That's headquarters with an S at floridareading.com. And we would be more than happy to respond to you. Hopefully you guys found this webinar to be helpful. Um, I I definitely found it very helpful. I appreciate you joining us today, Jordan. Um, you did, a, like I said, a spot on job with the demonstration, sharing the information about it, uh, answering my questions. Uh, it was really good, man. Really good. Hoping in the future, we could do it again, too. Yeah, that would be great. Um, you know, hoping that we can bring on potentially some users to give their accounts as much as, you know, I can tell you about the device. Um, it hasn't changed my life other than the fact that I get to see so many people uh, using it. Yeah. Um, nothing better than coming from someone who uses it daily. Um, so hopefully we can get that organized soon. Yeah, that'd be awesome. All right, guys, I guess we're going to wrap it up since we don't have any questions. I'm Jose with Florida Vision Technology, and this is Jordan with Eastside, and we are going to sign out. This podcast was brought to you by Florida Vision Technology. Have a question? Send an email to jose at floridareading.com. That's J-O-S-E at floridareading.com. Interested in a product? Visit us online at www.floridareading.com.